what's going on everybody welcome back to the midnight terrors podcast it is 2024 we're a little late on this but happy new year first episode back in the new year and we're doing it up real nice our jacob honeybrook is back to co-host the show with me once again roy what's up brother hey what's up kevin thanks for having me back again man always a pleasure man i'm getting to see so much more of you and zach lately and i'm here for it oh so am i both of you guys like not even just in the recording sense, you're just we're more comfortable. So you send more like devious pics to my phone. <laughs> devious. <laughs> devious pics. We better clarify what that is. Oh <laughs> uh, no, just use your imagination. I was trying to say a different word, but devious just is how it came out. So yeah, uh, devious <laughs> is apt. But uh no, it's uh I always take us down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, man, we're back. Uh, how's your 2024 been, man? Oh, man, it's it's going. <laughs> it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely rolling along. Um, you know, I was uh, just on uh, Review to Death with Zach, so that was a bunch of fun. Shameless plug. Check- yes, right. <laughs> for both. For both. Review to Death and ZC Cruel. I believe he has a book called The Severment. Uh, he's also <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> no, come on, do his um, plugs, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I have a book called Disseverment. You can check it out if you want to. It's perfect. <laughs> the master of the plug. Oh, Zach, we love you, buddy. But yeah, man, it's going. Uh, I don't feel like I'm working on a whole bunch, but like a lot of it's just not ready to be released. So I have worked on it, but I just feel super not productive. That's fair. Well, <laughs> I think hey, part of that is I just have to get my personal life in order first, and then we can kind of focus more in on all the author stuff aren't we all always chasing that right i'm sick of being a mess right same same but hey man we're we announced this on that last episode uh of 2023 that you and i have a new show in the works that's right we do metalholics anonymous uh coming at you sooner than later we're just uh finalizing a few things um zach already made some uh some kick-ass cover art for us Yes, he did. Uh, there's a so shout out to Zach for that. I can't wait to unveil that. Um, we've got a song in the works for that. We've got a shit ton of topics already. Um, so yeah, another shameless plug right there. Be on the lookout for the new show featuring me and Roy as the co-hosts, uh, Metalholics Anonymous, just talking uh, metal music every other week. Absolutely, man. What about uh, what about you guys? How how's your 24 going? Got any goals for the podcast this year? Oh, plenty, dude. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna use my phrase that I haven't used in a while, but Jason always calls me out on it. We're gonna keep trucking. <laughs> That's so Southern of me, but uh, we're gonna, uh, no, we're gonna, we're gonna keep going, man. We, we've got a lot in the works. Um, we, uh, we've been silent, you know, for the first few weeks, just trying to, you know, get a lot of stuff in order for the new year, but we've got a lot of things in the works. I just told you about a, a guest uh off air that we've confirmed that's going to come on the show this year as well as a few others oh yeah um lots of movies to talk about more live events coming um a friend of the show diana um proposed a really cool idea uh for something that we're gonna i think gonna try to make a semi-regular thing here in charleston um and uh yeah so lots in the works man uh like i said i won't spill the beans on what that idea is but shout out to diana for that because uh i think it's going to be something that sets our show uh apart uh out there and connects us with a lot of other people so we're going to keep going man and uh 
I fucking can't believe that we're six months shy of two of doing this shit for two years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> July 2024 will be two years that we've been doing this thing. I'm sure that's flown by. It really has, dude. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for a brand new year. And uh, what better way to kick off the new year than with a duo of episodes? You and I are doing two episodes tonight that are both going to come out on the same day. And, you know, we're going back to the 90s for this. The 90s. What a what a glorious time. Truly was. Ninja <laughs> Turtles, Chuck E. Cheese was badass. <laughs> I love that those are the first two things that come to your mind. Well, the thing is, I, I did Ninja Turtles at Chuck E. Cheese because that was like the only arcade in my town. So anytime I'd go there, I would always be on the Ninja Turtles arcade game. It was so fun. Hell yeah, dude. But uh, when we were trying to think of movies to talk about, I threw this this pairing at you. Uh, and you were definitely down. So here's the first of the two. Uh, we're going with 1999's Idle Hands. Yes, we are. I love this one. It is so much fun. Dude, I am so excited to talk about Idle Hands. <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies, and I think it's one of the best horror comedies. I did not see it for the first time until like just over five years ago. Okay. Uh, I had heard about it. I didn't really have any interest in watching it. And then finally, uh, shout out to the show Horror Movie Night, which I've name dropped many times as my favorite podcast. Um, they did a like a like a side episode series on their show called Soundtracking, where they were talking about soundtracks of various horror movies. Um, or not even just horror movies, but like movies from the 90s that they grew up with. And so my ritual whenever they did a new soundtracking episode was buy the soundtrack, listen to the soundtrack and become familiar with the music and then watch the movie. And hmm. Idle Hands was the fourth one that they did. So I got my hands on a copy of the Idle Hands soundtrack, which we're definitely going to talk about because holy shit. Uh, and then finally watched Idle Hands after listening to the soundtrack a bunch. And I it was love at first watch, dude. It is a sign of a great comedy when you're watching it by yourself and you're laughing. Right. Like it's easy to do in a group of people, but if you're cracking up when it's just you in the room, either you're a psycho or it's a pretty funny movie. Exactly. Uh, and this movie is, as is the other one we're talking about, this is 90s galore right out of the gate. Yeah, it <laughs> really is. With the cast, with the music, with the premise. Um. So for people that have not seen Idle Hands, we'll walk through the plot. Because uh, this movie doesn't get talked about a whole lot, I don't feel like. No, it really doesn't. That's kind of surprising just because of how great it is. It's a, it's yeah. a hilarious blending of horror and comedy. And honestly, it's one of the first ones I can remember. I mean, Scary Movie was around that time, but that was, you know, like a basic parody yeah the first one i really remember blowing up is Shaun of the dead i don't think that came out till 03 or 04 something mm -hmm. like that and then you had zombie land but this one i put up right there with those two and you just don't hear about it in the same conversation as much as the ones i just mentioned yeah we weren't really in horror comedy territory when this one came out we were still in so this was 1999 we were post scream by this point by three years um, and Scream, and we're going to talk about this probably more in the next episode, but Scream started this very meta 
era of horror that was kind of paying homage to the decade before while also putting like the 90s like fashion and music and like trends on it at that time and you hear people say like oh there was a lot of scream imitators um and i can see kind of where they're getting at but i don't really view the night like the late the mid to late 90s horror as that because i watched a lot of those movies that were post scream and i don't feel like they're imitators i feel like much with 80s slashers that was just the tone of the movies but they weren't like ripoffs of scream does that make sense yeah, I see what you're saying. It can be influenced by them. It can be similar to them, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's ripping them off. I mean, you look at the Friday the 13th franchise in comparison to Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street in comparison to Halloween, which kind of kicked off the whole slasher franchise. It's It would be easy to say like, oh, it's a guy running around killing people in all these movies, but each one puts a different spin on it. And at some point, <clears throat> it's trendy to do stuff. It's popular to do stuff, right? Yeah, and we see in music all the time. Like we we were taught, we talk about music all the time. You know, the mid two thousands, twenty tens. There was a big explosion of metalcore. There were a ton of metalcore bands in the eighties. You had a bunch of like the hair bands trying to do it. They may be derivative. They may, you know, a lot of the, those nineties <clears throat> slasher movies may not have been there without Scream. Especially when you look at like money and budget and things like that. Hey, Scream worked, so we're gonna make movies that are similar to that that we know will make money. So it's easy to call something a ripoff, I guess, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily discount it just because it's heavily influenced or in the same vein as something. I explained that well at all. <laughs> no, you're spot on. Um, and what I honestly, I was thinking about this today and I wanted to throw this point to you and see if you agree with me. I was trying to think, so First and foremost, would you consider this a slasher? Uh, Idle Hands? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it, it has, I think... It has I, elements of that. Yeah, there's definitely gore. There's definitely people being killed. But I guess when I think of slasher, what I think of is there's a certain amount of mystery to mm -hmm. who's killing people. Like... I was just talking about those eighties movies, but we didn't really know much about Michael Myers. We didn't really right. know what Jason was. We didn't really know mm -hmm. where Freddie came from, at least in the first couple. Um, and for the most part, I mean, even if you knew the backstory, there was still that air of mystique around them. They weren't like your buddy over here. That's yeah. going around kill killing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, definitely slasher elements i see it more as just like a comedy than anything that it has so much fun with those slasher elements and so much fun with the horror in it it's hard for me to call it a straight up slasher flick when it right. when it is so much just more humorous than that yeah so i want to throw... take itself as serious i should say for sure and i want to throw this out there and see the reason i asked that question is this is my interpretation of idle hands rewatching it now because this is probably the fourth or fifth time i've watched this movie yeah, um same. and i saw it for the first time around christmas in 2018 so i kind of think of christmas when i watch this even though it's a halloween movie <laughs> i was gonna you know, say it takes place in halloween yeah you know how you like whenever you watch a movie it's kind of tied to that part of your life that's kind oh, of yeah. how i feel about hands which makes no sense at all but whatever <laughs> but the reason i say that 
about the slasher thing is I view this movie now rewatching it today as a comedy, like a comedic take on a satanic panic movie. Mm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Because there's so many like nods and talk about like Satan in this movie, but it's all played for laughs. Like there's a character that seems to only listen to shout at the devil. <laughs> seems like a great guy in my opinion. Right? Is that you when you get uh, a little bit older? I think that's me now, to be honest, <laughs> looking at my life the way it is. Right. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that today. I'm like, this is almost like this could be like a 70s satanic panic movie or early 80s satanic panic movie, but it's played for laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a valid point. Um, and I actually kind of appreciate this movie even more now thinking about it in that lens. See, for me... I saw it not long after it came out because my brother and sister were older. So I was probably around like 11 or 12 when it came out. They were 15, 16, 17, whatever. So to me, it was initially just like a late 90s comedy with some horror in it. Yeah. And now that I watch it again, I'm like, this could almost be your typical late 90s, early 2000s (laughs) teen movie, like American Pie or Road Trip, but just with a horror spin to it. And that's part of the appeal to it for me because I love those movies, man. Exactly. And we talked about the music a little bit right out of the gate. This fucking theme song, the Idle Hands theme song is so eerie and creepy. And I love these opening credits. Yes. Yeah. Um. And I think it's Graham Ravel, I think is how you say his name, does like the theme song for this movie. He's done so many like iconic theme songs. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to look at like his work in the film industry. No, what else um, he done? Let me pull up a list real quick. Yeah, Graham, Graham or Graham, Graham Ravel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did, let's see. Here, we'll do just like some most well-known stuff. Uh, so he's a musician and composer, and he is the leader of an industrial electronic group called SBK. And he, awesome. does, he does film score. He's from New Zealand. He has worked on Pineapple Express, <laughs> Sin City, oh. Daredevil, Lara Croft, or Laura Croft Tomb Raider, The Saint... Freddy versus Jason and the Crow. You know, I remember Freddy versus Jason having some badass music in it. <laughs> right? <laughs> he he also yeah, he worked on like Child's Play 2, The People Under the Stairs. Um Yeah, The Crow. Mm. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. <laughs> oh, is that the secret of use? No, that's no, that's Turtles. <laughs> Ah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, Who was the pink guy in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Wasn't he the Ooze Master? <laughs> yeah, you're talking. Oh, you said pink guy. I was like, you mean the girl? Pink guy. <laughs> <laughs> you said pink guy, and I thought you were talking about the pink Power Ranger. Oh. I'm like, that's a girl, bro. <laughs> nah, the pink wizard in the Power Rangers movie. No, had, you're talking had, like, about Ivan. You're talking about Ivan Ooze, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, the craft spawn um yeah so he's worked on a lot of shit um 
But yeah, man, he's a fantastic like score maker. Uh, and this Idle Hands theme song is so good. Um, yeah. And I got to say, man, this opening kill with uh, Fred Willard and his wife is up there with the opening of Scream for me. It's good because you don't really know what to expect. Because when you, I never remember much about this movie because I've seen it probably like you four or five times. But I feel like it's that dumb humor. Like when you watch a Family Guy episode, my brain just turns off. Yeah. And I can watch like six episodes straight and not remember anything. That's how I am with Idle Hands. I just turn my brain off and just laugh at it. So, yeah, exactly. So I've, I never remember much about this movie. So when you see that the parents look up and written on the ceiling is I'm under your bed and they're like, oh, it's just a prank by Anton. Yep. I'm like, oh yeah, probably is. And then they actually get killed and I'm like, oh damn, maybe it was. And the amount of blood splatter when the mom gets pulled <laughs> under the bed <laughs> is like ridiculous. It's like they took a trash bag full of blood and just... Right. Someone stomped on it. It's like someone stopping on like a milk carton. Well, that's another thing about this one is I, I forgot just how gory it was. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, remember no, it's certain, brutal. <laughs> yeah. Like there were certain parts I remember, like the beer bottle sticking out of the friend's head and the girl getting sucked up into the fan. But yeah, just like from the rip, how violent and bloody and gory it is. I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> so when me, you and Zach finally hang out in person, if we hang out around Halloween, we should be these three friends, Anton, Mick and Penub. <laughs> when they're you... like, when they're like undead. Yes, I want to carry my head. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you're going to kill the two of us, then bring us back. No. no. And then you guys will think heaven was too far of a walk. Uh, there were a bunch of chicks and stuff and we said fuck it right uh but you pointed this out this is a halloween movie and i always forget about that part mm -hmm. um so halloween vibes it's a good good watch for october uh can we do our october draft again i want to put this on my yeah, list i was gonna say nobody picked this that's shocking actually i always forget it's a halloween movie too like i said i never remember much about it i know man but we got the star of the show here, Mr. Devin Sawa, who I met at Mad Monster last year. Super, super, super nice guy. Um, I actually talked to him about this movie. And when he had all of his photo shots on there, there was like Casper, Final Destination. I went mm -hmm. with the Idle Hands one because this is my favorite nice. movie of his. Uh, and I actually asked him about... So for people listening, the plot of Idle Hands is that Devin Sawa plays Anton, who's like a stoner slacker kid. And because he's so lazy, the devil takes control of his right hand and starts trying to kill people with his right hand. Um, but he's in control of everything of his body except for his right hand. So he's always fighting with his hand. And obviously it's played for laughs. But I asked him about like the physical comedy of this movie. And do you would you like to know what his inspiration was and who he looked to for that? Uh, yes, I would. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> why look evil, any further with evil dead and i thought that was super super cool um but yeah so he's like the stoner kid i think we all wanted to be anton at one point like he was just like the cool 90s kid uh horror movie night pointed this joke out to me and i forgot about it and it still made me laugh when we first meet anton he wakes up listening to some song and then he was like oh fuck this song throws his headphones off grabs a different pair of headphones and it's the exact same song <laughs> i thought so i was yeah. like wasn't that just the same thing he was listening to <laughs> yeah it's so good uh but the way that he walks into the kitchen and is like mom we're out of milk and then is like 
the way I have in my notes here, the way he delivers, hey, mom, we're out of dog food. <laughs> yeah, he's just like such a good for nothing. Right. <laughs> like, can't you do anything yourself? But he's so cool at the exact same time. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I already have in my notes, this fucking soundtrack is fire. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, yeah, it's pretty gonna, early on, you realize it. We're going to talk about that at the end, like what songs are in here and what bands are on here. But goddamn, this soundtrack is good. It um, really is. I love when we meet his friends, making Penub, and they're also stoner people. And Penub has a bong that has a pair of boobs on it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we got Seth Green in here too, who's always great. Yeah, Seth Green is he's just like the he's just a funny guy, like just to look at. <laughs> it's just like, oh, <laughs> that's Seth Green. He's gonna say some stupid shit and it's gonna be hilarious. That's so good. They're so good, dude. Like, they're just the best. They I couldn't tell if they were like if Penub had weed on him and just didn't want to give it to Anton. Or if he just happened to find it and was like, oh, shit, I have more. <laughs> Given their characters, he probably forgot and was just like, whoa. Yeah. I bought this weed, man. And then we've got Jessica Alba in here. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, How did she end up in this? <laughs> Again, 90s cast, bro. <laughs> uh, we also got Sean Whalen in here from People Under the Stairs. Uh, he's one of the cops that tries to bust uh, Anton. Okay. Yeah, the, the kids that were young or, or older than him in high school. And they, yeah, that confused the shit out, out of me. They were older than him in high school, and they got mad at him for not inviting them to get stoned. <laughs> well, they were losers. And he's and like, well, he, you, you guys were dorks. And then he tries to score weed off the cops. <laughs> Always a good plan. You asshole, you're trying to score from a cop. <laughs> but yeah the, i mean the opening of the movie after the first kill is basically just spending a lot of time with anton and just seeing his funny antics mm. um he sorry there's like a clicking noise in my ear once again you can't hear that can you no it sounds fine okay i'll just push on through then hopefully it won't come through um but yeah the the cops like absolutely kill me love sean whalen as well whenever he pops up he's like the more skinnier looking guy Okay. Um, and then my <laughs> my next note in there has uh the bloody bologna sandwich <laughs> when Anton's uh. making a sandwich and uses the knife that has his parents' blood on it to grab mayonnaise. Yeah, he got a little of the special sauce in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, could you gross. imagine biting into a bologna sandwich and just tasting blood? No, that's so gross, dude. Especially like oh. day old blood. And he's so matter of fact about like, I haven't seen my parents in a few days. I'm glad you have to distinguish it. <laughs> yeah, but day old blood, man, that, yeah, that's right? really bad. Yeah, it goes bad. <laughs> like rotten milk. <laughs> and that, that just happened to me this morning. I woke up and it's super cold here. And uh, from boxing, my nose is all messed up. So I woke up and I'm just like not expecting it. I'm just tasting blood and tasting blood. I'm like, what the hell? So I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm just oozing blood out of my nose. Like, oh, that's the worst, dude. I used to get <laughs> nosebleeds all the time. That shit sucks. So luckily, um, it wasn't in my bologna sandwich. It was just in my beard. Yeah, that actually that actually made me like disgusted when I forgot about that scene. And when he ate the sandwich, I was like, <laughs> and his friends come over. They find out that I love that his parents' bodies, like the hand shoved it inside the pumpkins and the scarecrow clothes. 
Um, I'm going to unplug my mic real quick and plug it back in and see if that gets rid of that sound. Yeah, go for it. Okay, whatever. Um, there's a there's a line. I'm just kind of walking through my notes like we did with Renfield. There's a line yeah. in here when they find the parent's body and Seth Green goes, I'm going to call 911. What's the number? Yes. <laughs> such a dumbass he's so how about good when they first how about when they first go to the house and the parents are dead on the floor and um anton's friends they're just like oh man i love this music video and they're standing there <laughs> dancing and the parents are dead on the floor like they just don't even notice it yeah it's for that pop that coochie song <laughs> <laughs> uh not on the soundtrack so we can talk about that real quick <laughs> but um yeah, and then Seth Green calls 911 and says, I think my friend took some nutmeg. Yeah, because they were talking about how if you smoke nutmeg and something else, it'll nutmeg get you really Nutmeg and high. oregano. Yes. <laughs> and you want to try that right now and see if it works? Yeah, right, Devin Sawa. Dude, the weirdest thing I saw someone smoke was old ashes from old cigarettes. Ugh. They rolled it into a piece of paper. Uh, how desperate do you have to be? Well, we were all drinking, so we couldn't drive to go get the cigarettes, and they wanted to smoke, so they did that. Oh, well, some days you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> they were like, they were so grossed out by it. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, then uh, uh, he, he kills his friends. Well, before um, he does that, when they're finding out he's the killer, one part I thought was hilarious. They're eating a bag of onion rings that he had there. <laughs> And, forgot about this and the two ears fall out and they're like oh earrings <laughs> i do love when they find a piece of his shirt next to the murder scene they like fit it back onto his shirt and go the killer was wearing your shirt yeah. <laughs> another uh, thing that i noticed in this is does anton just never change his clothes <laughs> he has the same bloody outfit the entire movie well he turns it into his halloween costume by the end <laughs> Uh, I guess just go with it at that point. I'm a right? fast food worker who cut off his own hand. <laughs> wrapped in the target bag. Ugh. Oh, so good. But yeah, he uh, he kills his friends. He gives Seth Green a bottle to the head, and then he decapitates Penub with a uh, with a saw blade. Which, how cheesy was the CGI in that? Yet oh, so God. amazing. It was glorious. That was absolutely 1999 CGI. And if it would be like a serious movie and that happened, you'd be like, oh, come on. But because it's in this setting, it's like, oh yep, my gosh, yep, that works. looks even better. <laughs> well, then you start to see his hand like start to come alive and that's when he really starts fighting with it. It's like, usually this stuff would not be funny, but they play it for laughs. When he attacks his cat, <laughs> he fucking twirls this cat by the tail like over his head like a fucking lasso and then throws it out the window. Yeah. But you know what? The cat gets justice. The cat, the cat gets justice. It attacks him too, and it doesn't die. So, thank God, as it should. Shouldn't. I'm sorry. I love cats. <laughs> you want to well, try that? Take two. Take two. I love cats, and I'm glad it bit them. <laughs> but um, one thing I thought too that wasn't necessarily funny, but you don't see it done that often is that it reveals pretty early on that this main character that we've gotten to know a little bit about and we've kind of connected with, he's the one that's killing people. Yeah, the 
so again, this era of horror, the late nineties, mid to late nineties gets shit on all the time with movies like urban legends, idle hands, uh, or urban legend, idle hands. I know what you did last summer, but the pacing in these movies is so good. And I'm going to say this again in our next movie pick, but they don't waste any time, dude. Like they're not longer than they need to be. They're usually pretty likable characters. And they just get to it. And with Idle Hands, we got our opening kill. We get some funny laughs with Anton. And then like 30 minutes into the movie, we know he's the killer. Yeah. Did you like that twist? I did like that twist. I didn't know what the movie was about the first time I watched it. So, um, but yeah, I love that reveal when we find out that he's the killer and it's only his right hand. (laughs) Me forgetting what this movie, what happens in it, even though I've seen it a bunch of times. I was like, wait, there's a killer in this? I thought it was the main character. Yeah, And then I'm like, oh, that's right, his hand. (laughs) Because, see, I thought it was like a child's play thing, not remembering it correctly. And I was like, oh, they must kill the murderer in his hand, or his spear goes into Anton's hand. I totally forgot that it just starts out with him as the killer. Right. And uh, whenever he goes to see Jessica Alba, uh, after he throws his cat out the window, (laughs) she is so welcoming to let him into her house. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the guy creeping around in the bushes come on in what's the worst and he go? silently awkwardly returned her songbook to her <laughs> and then read her the lyrics like a real creep <laughs> i forget what he says but the song that he sings to her oh it's something like something something like skater girl with hair in her eyes it's, it's like, like oh, so cringe devil girl <laughs> hair in her or wind in her hair and gum on her shoes or something <laughs> it's the worst fucking song ever dude but he Damn. even made a melody for it like they're only lyrics and he had a fucking melody ready to go <laughs> but the way he delivers it it sounds like a grunge song yeah well hey <laughs> apparently it worked too but uh she's ready to sleep with him for returning his songbook or her songbook well now now we all learned a lesson on how to get women easily just you know <laughs> well, return the hand... their songbook sing them the little, well, the, the, little the, the possessed hand does grab her ass too uh, sometimes you just got to go for it and she says i never thought you'd have the balls to grab me like that I'm like <laughs> whoa uh, but the hand keeps trying to kill her when they're making out and about to have sex. So he ties his hand to the bedpost. And that's when she's like, oh, you're kinky. <laughs> oh, that was so good. And then after they have sex, her parents come home and she says something like, we'll have to continue this later. I don't think my parents would approve of some bloody, strange man banging their daughter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's good parenting. Yeah, right. Uh, I do have to shout out something from the soundtrack real quick because I'm happy anytime this song pops up. Right after that, uh, or no, his friends come back from the grave and the beginning of his eulogy made me laugh way harder than I should have because he says, Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today because you're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets the make and penub come back from the grave and knock him out with the shovel to get justice and they didn't go to heaven because because heaven was just too far away (laughs) like it was there was a long tunnel there was these women's voices saying come into the light and we thought oh fuck it it was really far but they smash cut 
And at one point, Anton was told by his uh, his neighbor, uh, Randy, right? The one that's always listening to Shout at the Devil and working on his Ford. Yep, that's him. <laughs> this is like such a stereotype of a metalhead. It's great. <laughs> and he has the Quiet Riot shirt on. <laughs> Every single time we cut to him, he's listening to fucking Shout at the Devil. <laughs> And hot take, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the when we do our show. I am not a Motley Crue fan at all, but this is like the one song of theirs that I'll tolerate. That's how my brother was for the longest time, too. He he would only listen to Shout at the Devil if there was any Motley Crue song. He'd be like, well, that one's all right, but I don't know about the yeah, rest of I am I am not a Crue fan at all. Um, I just am not into them. But this was like the one song that I always would tolerate, but they use it a lot in here. Well, you know, <laughs> like, Kevin, we can't all be right all the time. It's okay to be wrong. That's our mentality on this yeah, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, whenever he learns from Randy that idle hands are the devil's playground, he's like, I need to keep my hands busy. So he takes up knitting. Yes. And we smash cut to Dragula playing on the television. And I'll be no. happy anytime that song pops up. Oh, yeah. Such a good one. And what's more metal than Rob Zombie and knitting? <laughs> that's a that's a great point. A good uh, crochet. And I think it's after this that he kills the cops because they see him with his undead friends and they're like, we can nail him and get the credit. But he kills yeah. him with a, with a sewing needle. It was pretty badass. He sticks the one through the guy's ear, comes out the other ear. Uh, and then how does he kill the other cop, Sean Whalen? Oh, does, doesn't he throw something at him? He does, but I can't remember what now. <laughs> it was a sewing needle through the head, and then he does something yeah. else to the other one, but now I can't remember. Oh my God, that's so weird. I'm drawing a blank too. Yeah, I distinctly remember he stabs him through the head, and then he stabs him in the like rib area. And then he does something else to the other cop. Hold on. Does he break is... his neck? Does he break his neck? Hold on. I'm going to look this up. Because <laughs> the sound in this part is really cool, too. Because as he's killing them, Dragula turns back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. The hand kills the cops. Let's see what he does. I also love that his hand's fingers are always like noodles, <laughs> <Yeah>. just like <laughs> wiggling around. You got to let him know it's possessed. I just I love all those slapstick scenes of him fighting with his own hand. Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole scene where they're like fighting over what to watch on the television. <laughs> the hand wants to watch only shit about creepy hands and Anton wants to watch cartoons. It's just so ridiculous because you're looking at it like, what is happening? Yep. Uh okay, let me see. How does he kill this other cop? Come on. These are the important questions we need answers to. <laughs> oh god i forgot penub's head when it's being held by him as a severed head is kind of disturbing i think it's awesome when he does that oh See, he it's kills, like he's he, the he kills him with his own taser to the face that's right yeah yep which is ridiculous because the whole reason cops carry tasers is non-lethal force <laughs> i know i didn't I did wonder about that. <laughs> or, you know, you can just shoot it into their face and fry it off. That works, yep. too. It hits him, like, right above both of his eyes, and he gets electrocuted to death. And that was a pretty good makeup scene, too. Like, with his skin coming off. Like, mm -hmm. that was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Penub's, like, CGI head when it's hanging upside down on his chair is, like, kind of terrifying because they make his eyes kind of glossy. And he's eating upside down. <laughs> 
later on he gets duct tape around his neck because anytime he eats like he eat this is gross he eats a bean burrito later on and the beans like spill out from his neck wound (laughs) (laughs) i mean it makes sense yeah i mean i guess and the, but then after he kills the cops, we get to the scene of Anton trying to cut his own hand off with like the bagel cutter. <laughs> and he has my favorite line in the movie where he's like, dude, if you cut off your right hand, how do you get rid of the left one? He's like, nah, the left one's a keeper. I guess it wasn't idle enough. You know, I, I, I light up, I ch- change the remote, I relieve a little tension. <laughs> so good. Um, I did have one question about this scene because the bagel cutter doesn't work. Right. And Penelope even says, those things won't even cut my bagel. <laughs> what are they good for? But he goes to get the like the turkey carver, right? Uh-huh. And there's that iconic scene of Seth Green being like, look at me, I'm in the face. <laughs> and he accidentally unplugs it. <laughs> <laughs> and Anton gets so mad and says, thanks, Mick. Why doesn't, why don't they just plug it back in? yeah yeah that would be, <laughs> they that didn't would be break, the obvious solution they didn't break it why don't they just plug it back into the wall <laughs> uh but he ends up like having Penub bite down on his hand and uses like a fucking meat cleaver to chop it off and then he would microwaves you... it which is disgusting yeah because it's like blowing up in there and there's it's like shooting it out little bus things yeah which I guess that would happen if you microwave a hand. I've never tried it. I mean, yeah, tried and tested maybe on like Mythbusters or something. Mm, I'd watch that. <laughs> uh, and fucking Seth Green fucking cauterizes his severed hand wound with a fucking iron. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. This movie's brutal. It is. Like you go in expecting a, a comedy movie and you're like, God, there's just so much blood and disgusting stuff in this. Yep. Uh, but what were you going to say earlier? You were going to say something? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, it's gone now? <laughs> it comes and goes, man. That's okay. We can talk about something here for a second. We've talked a lot All about right. metal music. So the hand is severed now, and it's going to go to the Halloween dance that uh, Jessica Alba and, Ant- and Anton are going to go to. Um, or Jessica Alba's name in the movie is Molly. So Anton and Molly are going to go on a date to the Halloween party. And uh, it's like a high school dance or something. And the offspring is playing the dance, which is fucking awesome. Right. How like cool when, would that be? When they, dude, I actually said that. I said the offspring playing a Halloween party, dream come true, Americana, one of the best albums ever. And they're covering the Ramones. Yeah, they're playing I Want to Be Sedated, and then they go <laughs> into their own song, Beheaded. Dude, I would have loved that when I was in high school. So good. But everyone's yeah, acting like it's no big deal. Like, oh, yeah, it's just the yeah, offspring. Yeah, just the Let's offspring, dance. yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about something else here, because my note says, the girl in the kiss makeup does it for me. How about you, bro? With the couples, <laughs> <laughs> with the couples getting it on uh, in the car. And of course, it's like the metal couple, so they have to be dressed like Kiss. <laughs> Real original. While they're wearing Kiss merch and Kiss makeup while listening to Kiss and having sex to Kiss music. Something tells me they were Kiss fans. I don't know <laughs> what, though. Um, but yeah, she gets the poor girl gets felt up by the by the idle hand. Yeah, and what I was surprised by, she notices pretty quick there were three hands on her. Yeah, you would think that you would, might might notice sooner, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Especially Maybe... if one's cut off and all cold, like oh, yeah, what's right? this? 
But yeah, I don't know, man. That she was uh woo. Yeah, well, yeah, she was a chick, so I was down. Yeah, but that's all you need. <laughs> I don't discriminate these days. The kiss, the kiss makeup is a plus. Oh, the kiss makeup doesn't hurt now. <laughs> uh, Hand over Jeannie Simmons. Jeannie Simmons. <laughs> but yeah, they get they get killed in the car. Um, oh, I got so confused as to what this note was in my phone for a second. I forgot. There's a scene where the... So I'm going to read my note verbatim before I say what it's from. And I'm sure you remember what it is. But I got so confused as to what was in my phone. It says, I think you've been a bad girl and I want to spank you with my ruler. Oh, it's when the principal's calling the phone sex line. (laughs) Yes, because his card is bouncing and he's trying to have a phone sex conversation. And I love his dirty talk is like principal talk. Like you have to incorporate textbooks into it. Oh, God, I think you've been a bad girl and I want to spank you with my ruler. That shit had me fucking like crying my eyes out laughing. And when it cut to him too talking on the phone about I need to see your supervisor, I'm like, tell me this guy's not going to be on a phone sex line. (laughs) And he was. It was so unexpected for me. But yeah, when he started talking dirty. <laughs> what a stud. Wish oh, I had those kind God, of skills. So good. Uh, there's a character we skipped over. I forget what her name is in the movie, but it's, she's played by Viv- Vivica A. Fox. Is that the priestess? Yes. Yeah. I just know her as like the high priestess. Yeah. So she's she's on the hunt for the idle hand because it's jumped from like people all over the country. Uh, there's a really corny scene at the beginning where she's tracking its movements and realizes that the shape it's going in makes a pentagram. Yes, of course <laughs> it does. That's when I realized it. I was like, this is like a funny take on satanic panic. It's great. Oh, yeah, good so observation. That was a very, that was a very lopsided uh, pentagram that she drew. <laughs> I was like, none she, of the, uh, none of the sides some, are even. <laughs> she had to make some leaps and bounds on that one. Yeah um but she comes to the halloween party she's got to kill anton to to, uh to stop the hand but he's already cut it off which she doesn't know uh the hand also has a kind of funny scene where it sharpens its fingernail in a pencil sharpener oh yeah (laughs) watching that kind of gave me the chills man i know right that's like a coin that's like a coin grinding on teeth moment right there Ah, just sharpening them the bones, like oh no. And it's like a really like straightforward pencil tip whenever whenever mm-hmm. it does that. Uh, and it kills Dexter Holland of the Offspring. <laughs> yeah, like, it scalps him. <laughs> it rips his, rips the top of his head off. And how great was his acting when that happened? It's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. oh. <laughs> I did notice that his acting took a little bit of a dive. <laughs> even when he's like because anton's up on stage yelling and he comes up he's like hey man get off stage (laughs) it's like oh boy maybe stick to music yeah so good no it was great but it was it it added to it just like the cgi when that was terrible it's like the cheesier you can be i was sad to see him go um yeah but then uh jessica alba molly and her friend tanya are climbing through the vents and the hands chasing them would this actually work where she uses a high heel to stop this like 90 miles an hour fan? No, I think it would just shoot the shoe right out. Like, <laughs> like I was like, what is she trying to do? But she stops the fan rotating with a heel and then Tanya gets sliced by it. Cause the hand like 
puts her in a noose and pulls her up. And Seth Green has a great line of, I'm not climbing through all this, Tanya. And then he tells his buddy, hey, if you want a piece of her, you can go back for it. Because <laughs> the whole time, Penub's <laughs> like, I was going to get some. Like, they're such shitty human beings. <laughs> but, but they make for the funniest. Yeah, their banter is great, dude. And then how just, how just like crazy is that scene where she just gets exploded by the fan and then you think it's just going to be like a little blood splatter, but then they show up into the vent and there's just like parts of her everywhere. Blood and guts everywhere. Uh, And then it's randomly dropped that the hand's going to drag Molly to hell at midnight. Like that was never established before, but here we are. (laughs) Um, And they beat the hand with weed. Yes, that's right. They they do like Popeye and smoke weed for the strength. I love that they also put the hand inside all those little like hand puppets from the classrooms. Yeah, that one's <laughs> actually pretty creepy. It with, is like very the mean creepy. eyes. <laughs> and then when it gets high, the eyes like roll in the back of his skull. <laughs> Just so dumb. <laughs> and then, but it's gonna come after. It's gonna. It's got molly like tied to a car and it's gonna like crush her into the ceiling on a pentagram <laughs> like the ending's so dumb isn't that how all sacrifices are done yeah right i was like wait what uh and then vivica vivica a fox just shows up and throws the dagger at it and it just poofs away and even seth green's like that's it yes that was lame it's like they knew they had a shitty ending, so they just had to write something in the yeah, they just funny. They just acknowledged it first. Oh, hey, this sucked. But you know what? <laughs> Vivica A. Fox had a great line, too, where after she's done, she's like, well, now that that's over, time for the, rit- the ritualistic sex. And Randy's there, so he's like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> she's like, you coming? <laughs> in more ways than you know. Yeah, and then Anton gets a car dropped on top of him by accident. And ends up in the hospital. <laughs> I love the line. Hey, in my defense, the car wasn't supposed to come down that quick. Yeah, <laughs> that was not my fault. That was supposed to come down a lot slower. Uh, but yeah, so then uh, Anton has guardian angels with Megan Penub. They got their wings. <laughs> and uh, they're going to be his guardian angels, but they play a prank on him. And they, while he's in a hospital bed and can't move, they write, I'm under the bed onto the ceiling. Like true friends, even though they're dead and his guardian angels, they still got to fuck with them. Right. Uh, dude, this movie's great. It is, <laughs> yeah. This movie's a masterpiece. I love it. Uh, it did so bad at the box office, by the way, when it came out. <laughs> it was a $25 million budget. It made $4.2 million. Oh. <laughs> But it's got a cult following. Well, I think it has something to do with like horror comedies. Cause like you were saying, when you heard about it, you weren't that interested in it. Yeah. I know whenever I was initially seeing stuff about zombie land, I'm like, Oh, it's a comedy. I don't really want to see comedy in my horror. Mm-hmm. And then you watch them and you're like, Oh my God, these things are hilarious. <clears throat> right. Yeah. No, this movie is very clever. I love revisiting this. It makes me laugh every time. Um, it's actually like, kind of creepy in certain scenes and then also just laugh out loud funny in others uh great soundtrack great acting devin sawa is awesome in this as is seth green and jessica alba and all the other people in here uh it's great this is one of my favorites man i'm excited that we did this uh before we bounce should we talk about the soundtrack oh absolutely 
<laughs> uh, so how impressed were you with like the amount of like late nineties, like punk bands that were on here? It was amazing. Like every song they played, I'm like, I remember listening to this one. Like, Blink. oh, that's Rancid. Oh, that's The Offspring. Yep. Blink-182 oh, was on here. Yeah. Uh, the Offspring's on here with that song, Beheaded. Rob Zombie's on here. But on the actual soundtrack, it's like the techno version from The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Zebra Head's on here. You remember them? Oh, my God. I know them from the SmackDown versus Raw games. Everything's falling <laughs> yeah. apart. They also did the theme song for uh, Maria, the wrestler. Yes, the leg thing. Yeah, with legs like that. Well, we need a movie where a female wrestler's legs are possessed by the devil now. <laughs> I'd watch that. Idle legs? Yeah. We'll, we'll really change it up, guys. You're going to love the direction <laughs> we're going. Fair use. Maybe just one idle leg. <laughs> it just kicks people randomly. Uh-huh, and she has to cut it off and get like some badass peg leg that's also a sword. Right. Uh, well, now I'm... we're kind of getting into uh, what was what was that grindhouse with Tarantino and Rodriguez, the girl with the machine gun leg? Oh, uh, Death Proof. No, nah, that was the one with the car. Was the other one on there? Pl- Planet Hell, maybe. Planet Terror. Planet Terror. I think it might. Yeah, have been. yeah, yeah. Uh, unwritten laws on the soundtrack too. Not um, familiar. Static X. Oh God. <laughs> How do you feel about them? You know, I only ever really knew the one song by those guys. And oh, it was shit. like, no, it was like, cold, we're so cold. <laughs> and I just remember the video there in like this shitty house and the dude is like <clears throat> that giant black hair spiked up. Yep. I don't really know enough Static X to have an opinion on them. Well, we'll put it check, that out, way. check out Push It. You know that song. I probably would. The, yeah, don't push it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love how Metallica ruined the word yeah because now yeah. every band has to go yeah yeah, yeah. I would love to someone I'm sure yeah. someone's done it I would love to see a count of how many fucking times James Hetfield has done that <laughs> <laughs> um, but the band that I didn't know anything about before listening to the soundtrack that uh, the soundtrack gave me is The Living End hmm. they're like a psych- they're like a psychobilly punk band Oh, that's uh, cool. Check them out. Their song Second Solutions on the album. It's really good. All right. Um, but yeah, Dragula's on there. Rancid's in there, like you said. Um, yeah, you know, so- I loved a Rancid CD back in the day, and I never knew it was Rancid. Because my, my dad used to act like a total bum. <laughs> well, he, he still does. He'll dig through trash cans to get cans and like go on these long walks, and like any kind of garbage he finds, he'll bring home. And the one time okay. he got me, <laughs> dude's a pack rat. So the one time he brought home like this CD and there's a pirate looking mm. guy on it and a treasure map or whatever. And I pop it in I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then like probably 10 years later, I find out that album is Rancid. I'm like, oh, I liked Rancid. I'm not a hippie. No, oh, there you go. I was going to say like Alestorm. Oh yeah, like that. One. It kind of, yeah, because it didn't have the case; it just had the CD. And on the That's CD, so good. yeah, there's oh. like this dude with a periscope and a map. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually listened to Rancid outside of the song that's in the movie. Give that album a listen. I forget yeah, what it is. It I'll out. look it up and tell you. Speaking of Alestorm, I was actually learning on my guitar the other day. Their song "Fucked with an Anchor." <laughs> oh, that's a good one. To learn. I like playing "Over the Seas." That's probably my favorite by them to play. Drink. 
Another good song theirs. Treasure chest party quest. Yeah, I had that one. I need to learn it. That's one of the ones that's on the list. So good. Man, the other night I was just playing guitar till like 3 a.m. and it felt like I was playing for 30 minutes. I'm like, oh yeah, dude. Been here five hours. But yeah, dude, I love uh, Zebrahead too, by the way. This is another great band that's on that soundtrack like we talked about. I mm-hmm. found them because they had a song on the Little Nicky soundtrack. <laughs> that's a movie that's kind of similar to this. Yeah, right? Makes sense. It was like a uh-huh. year later too. That's my favorite Adam Sandler movie, actually. Wow. Oh, oh uh, that's the other movie. I was going to say that uh, the, the teacher from Happy Gilmore is in it, <laughs> which is just an absurd movie in itself. Well, I love in Little Nicky, there's a part where they're doing the old, like, cliche, like, spin the record backwards to find a hidden message. Mm -hmm. And one of the metalheads goes, he plays some Aussie record, and he's like, hey, uh, Nicky, what's Aussie trying to say there? John, absolutely nothing. The Blizzard always came straight with his messages. But wrap your mind around this. Chicago. It's like this really chill song. (laughs) And then he goes, by the... Name of Lucifer, the blood of the innocents will be shed. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, it's a great movie in its own right. So good, dude. Maybe not great, but hilarious. Yeah, it's stupid, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm little Nicky. Can I wash have- my can I wash my winky in your kitchen sinky? <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts is just Rodney Dangerfield is singing. <laughs> like, I hope that's true. I hope he really is the devil. I also love uh, Clint Howard in that movie as the dude uh, in his apartment just rubbing his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So good. But, dude, that's Idle Hands. Uh, this was glorious. Uh, how do you feel about talking another 90s movie on the next episode? Oh, I am more than down to relive some 90s. All right, man. Let's jump on over to the next one. Let's talk another great 90s classic horror movie. Uh, A little more well-known than Idle Hands, maybe, but equally as great uh, with an awesome soundtrack. So uh, jump on over to that to hear the next episode. But uh, Roy, you want to plug your socials real quick? Oh, yeah. Uh, Let me think. I I forgot we were going to do this. <laughs> so this is my first time on a podcast. I apologize. You've only been on the. I need to actually count up how many times you've been on the show now. <laughs> I think yours, I was on like nine or 10. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, let me think how to do this. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, well, hold on. Before you do that, let me, let me see. You were on Pet Cemetery. I think you, I have it written right here. You were on Hills Have Eyes and Jason Takes Manhattan. Yep. You were on Reanimator. Mm-hmm. You were on the draft episode, both of them. Mm-hmm. And you were on uh, the Older Gods review, Land of the Dead. And is that it? Or am I skipping? No, you were on Exorcist and uh, fucking yes, Redfield. Redfield. So yeah. 10, 10 recordings by my count. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because then I think I was on six other podcasts. Yeah, and then there'll yeah. be you'll be at twelve by the time we get done with the second episode tonight. Look at that! I but love anyway, it. Tonight. I cut you off. Plug your socials. <laughs> oh sure. Are you sure after ten episodes your fans aren't just sick of my voice yet? Don't care. 
<laughs> my show, my rules. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see the socials. We got uh, author underscore Honeybrook over at Instagram. There you can find links to my books. They're all on Amazon. Uh, the latest one we put out was New Year's Killing Eve. It's a nice little short story there. Uh, it's a little past New Year's, but you can still pick up a copy. You can, enjoy still, it. you can still make it work. Absolutely. It's some good zombie blast and fun. So head over there. Got a couple more books out on Amazon. And again, I'm a one-stop shop. Everything you can find is over at author underscore Honeybrook at Instagram. And you can check out OnlyThings.com, our Jacob Honeybrook, where it's just clips of him watching the movie The Thing. And also The Thing from the Adams Family may occasionally make an appearance. <laughs> ah, there we go. But uh, yeah, Roy, thanks for jumping on, man. I'm excited to talk about another movie with you. So head on over to the next episode to hear what 90s movie we picked. And uh, get in touch with us on socials. Uh, Midnight Terrors Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Shoot us an email at MidnightTerrorsPodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out our tea public store and our link tree on Instagram if you want to pick up some Midnight Terrors merch, a shirt, a hoodie, or a sticker to join the family. Join our Facebook group on Facebook just under Midnight Terrors Podcast and come talk with all of our uh, awesome horror-loving friends and uh, with us as well. And uh, tune in for more horror content soon. And this is the Midnight Terrors Podcast, and we'll see you all again soon. Peace. Peace.